Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the DHH podcast. It's Doug, it's James, it's Tyler. We are back after a week off for the lovely Zombie Jesus Day, a.k.a. Easter, a.k.a. Feaster, a.k.a. you eat ham and eat candy and all and all that whatnot. Tyler, how was your holiday? It was good. We actually had another one today. Um, oh, double Easters? Yes. the he, he rose and then rose again. He keeps rising. I, it's hey, just like these rookie prospects relate. we're going to talk about. <laughs> hey, I'm talking yes. about rookie prospects. Here we go. Yes, that that is a good prospect. James, how was your Easter? It was going good. Thanks. Nice. I was uh, I was out in San Diego for Easter with the wife. Uh, I will tell you if you have the chance uh, to go San to San Diego, Diego, it's amazing. I got to meet uh, Matt Price from DLF. Lucky. And it was awesome. I had a great time. The zoo is absolutely phenomenal. I've never yes, been. I've been. To, I've been there. I've it's never been nice. to a zoo like that. It is amazing. And uh, go to our Petco Park. Holy smokes! What an epic ballpark Petco Park is. Absolutely gorgeous. We did a tour of that. It was amazing. We did the Midway Museum. So we kept busy for the four days we were there. Uh, I didn't realize San Diego is such a culinary hotbed. Holy smokes! The amount of awesome places to eat out there was just absolutely outrageous so enough about me the chef agrees so he he co-signs on that one um, we are here we are here this week to give you some news catch you up you know we've we missed a little bit of time here so we're going to catch you up on some news as we know the news cycle never ends in the nfl lucky for us and we are going to talk running backs today uh the deepest position in this rookie class i believe is at the running back position and then tight ends and wide receivers which wide receivers aren't deep We'll talk about next week, but we're all talking about running backs today after we get into this news. But before we do that, I want to talk about underdog. The playoffs just started for the NBA. Hockey playoffs are starting. Baseball season is kicked off. They don't kick off really though, because they don't kick in baseball. Do they pitch off? Maybe you know, you know like first pitch, pitch. Speaking of pitch offs in underdog, I have dabbled a bit in Pickham's baseball. Really? really? I, I, there was one moment. Okay, out of all people you'd expect, Mike Trout to get a hit and a run, that's the only guy I needed to win, to win about three bills, and he didn't do it. Yeah, they only scored one run against the Sox today. So, Oh, man. Yeah. Now, there's, a, there's a reason why Shohei Ohani is going to uh, leave the Angels <laughs> with no outfielders. Yes, be I was told there'd be no field. baseball on this show. Yeah, yeah let's, that's let's enough baseball. That's way too much time. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so you can play fantasy baseball as well on Underdog with your pickums. All sorts of different awesome games for any kind of sport you can really think of. Golf as well. We just had the Masters last weekend. Um, so make sure you go on Underdog. Download the app right now, whether it's in the Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. Hit pause. Do it. Use code DHH. Have your deposit of up to $100 matched right away. It's free money. If you only got $25 laying around, that's cool. You'll get matched $25. You'll have $50, so on and so forth. And there's also some best ball stuff going on as well. So if you want to stay in the spirit of the NFL, you can do that. Best ball is always fun to play really early in the season because you don't know 
how the draft is going to impact people. I feel that people forget rookies in a lot of best ball drafts. I did one best ball already and I got Bijan in like the sixth round and I was laughing my ass off um, because people just forgot about rookies. So don't miss out on this deal. Once again, it is code DHH for your deposit up to one hundy matched. We did have a free agent signing, an interesting one. I saw this when I was in San Diego and I was like, head scratch. Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the wide receiver needy Baltimore Ravens. He's locked in as a top receiver because he got paid. It's also revealed that Lamar Jackson was actively recruiting him. Now, we all know that there's a rift between Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. He's his own agent. You know, it's all about, you know, guaranteed money, Deshaun Watson deal, yada, yada, yada. That's kind of drawing a wedge. There's been rumors of him holding out. There's been rumors of him being traded. We'll obviously know know more uh, post-NFL draft if anything happens. Uh, But Odell Beckham said he received no assurances from Lamar Jackson that Jackson would play in Baltimore in 2023. I'm going to go to you, Tyler, first. What was your reaction to OBJ? I know mine was like, it doesn't move the needle for me. So for me, I actually think that this is a good thing for Bateman. Like, I'm a big Bateman fan. And for me, Bateman might not be that one that we all really hoped he was. Maybe he's a Devonta Smith, a guy who needs a one across. Like, I don't know if Odell is a one. Uh, Rumors have it is uh hopkins wants to go to baltimore like lamar wants hopkins there and if that's the case i could see bateman being somebody who has actually moved this nfl draft my two favorite wide receivers on the move are bateman and Ayuk. uh during the nfl draft i would love to see minnesota get one of them uh bring bateman home is kind of a campaign i want to run bbh i've heard of it pretty much uh so yeah that would be awesome bringing him back home to minnesota i don't think it's a bateman thing i think he's very talented i do think it's an offense thing but if he does stay in baltimore hey look what georgia did they threw it all around the yard i am not uh todd munkin he is known to throw and spread the ball around and i think it's it's going to be positive either way it all depends on odell is odell going to be there is are are the colts going to pass on a quarterback and then decide hey Let's go for Lamar. There's a lot of things that can happen in this NFL draft, and I am very excited for it. It is one of the more interesting drafts we've had in a while. Yeah, a lot of moving parts this offseason, and the draft is going to be a big one. James, what was your first thoughts with uh, the OBJ OBJ signing in Baltimore? I mean, as far as dynasty fantasy football goes, I I like it. I mean, we didn't really see too much production out of Rashad Bateman when he was healthy. He was a boomer bust kind of player. And I yeah, think a lot of big plays for him. Yeah. Um, and the last we saw Odell Beckham was the Super Bowl, where he actually did very, very well. Um, yes, he's almost 30 years old. I don't really care how old he is because if you have if you have him on a roster, he just gained a little bit more value than he than he had last year and and in the offseason. Yeah, so I think I'm you- okay with it. Yeah, I think when you look at like target share, where he could go, where he could get a sizable 20% or more target share, Baltimore was one of the the sweet spots that he could have gone to. So I think this raises the the the, the tide of raises the sea level, whatever, um, for OBJ. For me, if I had him on a roster, I would love this and I would move him just because oh, I, like, I put him up for sale the moment it, the news yeah, came 100%. out. 100%. I'm not, you know, he did look good for the Rams. He's torn the ACL a couple times now. So for me, it's like receiver 30 injuries. He's a big name, which can still garner a lot of interest, you know. Uh, so for me, it's like you know, move him. What would you? What would it take for you to move Odell Beckham Jr. Tyler? If someone offered a second, okay. I'd be more than happy with the second. You're not Same. getting the first. It, no, no, unless, no, God, no. Unless the draft happens, 
and you're in the draft, and somebody's like, well, I don't like any of those receivers. I'd rather take Odell than a Quentin Johnson. Then maybe, but I highly, highly doubt it. Yeah. So if I'm getting a mid to early second, that is a slam dunk for me. Same for you, James, I would imagine. Agreed. Yeah, sweet spot. All right, let's keep it moving. Texans coach D'Amico Ryans said wide receiver John Mechie III uh, his, will be involved in the offseason program. You know, we all know that uh, John Mechie was drafted in the second round last year. He didn't play at all uh, because he had a diagnosis of leukemia. Um, so we all hope that he's going to be healthy and back to pair with um, Bob Woods. And uh, who else did they get? Why am I forgetting their other receiver that they signed? Nico Brandon Collins. Cook. Nope. Not no, Brandon Cooks Cooks. has gone to Dallas. Nico. Yeah, <laughs> Nico. they got Nico. They didn't sign him. He's been there. If you haven't, been there. If you haven't seen the video of Mechie's story and him bringing the nursing crew and all that to Houston Stadium, uh, if you kind of look at on, from the outside, he looks good. Like, he looks healthy. He looks ready to go. He's been talking. He talks to the nurses about it, that he's been working. He's getting in a routine again. I don't expect him to be 100% probably by training camp, but I'd say week two, three, he's he's John Mechie, and he is a massive buy for me because I was a big fan of him. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, even if Houston goes with uh, the, the quarterback at 102, and if they take a receiver like Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, I still like Mechie there. If you have Mechie and Jigba and Nico Collins, Bob Woods, whatever, um, you know, I still like that for Mechie. Um, you know, they're going to add talent around everyone on that team. And I think that that is a, uh, is a big buy for me as well. Uh, the dolphins made a move at receiver. Who they cares? signed chosen Anderson to a one-year deal. He's going to be 30. He hasn't done Jack squat on his last two teams. He's cuttable in dynasty. In my opinion. Yeah. I'm chosen not to care about this. I've chosen to stay away. Yep. Same. And in, in other dolphins news, um, we've had rumors Per Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, the Minnesota Vikings could cut Dalvin Cook if they're unable to find a trade partner. And he said he's been told all options are on the table and he could be released if things don't work out. And the rumor is that Miami would be hot on the tail of Dalvin Cook. He can go play in his home state of Florida. It would be a great fit. All they have there is they re-signed everyone. They brought everyone back. So they got uh, Mustard. They've got Wilson. They've got Gaskin. They've got Ahmed. Um, so you can't tell me that Dalvin Cook isn't an upgrade over all those guys. He absolutely is. So if Dalvin Cook gets cut, I think this is going to be one that they're going to try to get it through dr the draft. And if they don't get anything on draft day, they'll probably cut Dalvin. Maybe he restructures. I don't know what that looks like. I don't want him to leave Minnesota because I love Dalvin Cook, and I think he's perfect for that offense. But I understand they're up against it in terms of salary cap. So he is kind of next up on the chopping block, unless something else can be done there. Um, James, where would you like to see Dalvin land, if not Miami, obviously? Right back in Minnesota, where he is right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't really think that he goes to Miami. I don't think Miami makes a move um, for a veteran, per se. I think if they are going to add a running back in the offseason, they're going to do it via the draft. Um, I've, I've seen Zach Charbonnet mock to him. I've seen a couple other running backs mocked to that way. Roshan Johnson. It's a deep ass class. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, these are all things like we, we're seeing like the Ezekiel uh, Elliott's, the John, the Joe Mixon's, the Dalvin Cook's, all these guys that got contracts about two years ago. Alvin Kamara, same thing. Like they're all lots aging. of regrets. Yeah, lots of regrets about the size of the contract. And it's not really just the, the the notion of the players. They, you know, they're still producing at top levels. Well, most of them, except for Zeke. Um, but it's the whole process of the NFL and how the league is changing from uh 
single running backs to more of a running back by committee. We're seeing that change more so now than ever. And it's just going to continue. So these these running backs, unfortunately, as good as they are, they don't carry as much value to their yeah. NFL teams as they have in the past. Yeah, I mean, you got Zeke still on the street. I'm wrapping out here. Leonard Fournette is still unsigned. You see oh, guys yeah. like Damian Harris, you know, a year off a of 15 touchdown get like minimum money. Um, so, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, Melvin got- Gordon, he, he he's a ghost. Like we haven't even talked about Melvin I, Gordon. Super Bowl champion, by the way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah Super Chiefs, Bowl champion Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Uh, Toronto Dave in the chat says turnover season. It really could be because this class is deep and it's going to phase out some of the veterans. We've talked about this on the podcast before in certain positions in the last few years, wide receiver, except for this year and running back. It is, it is a turnover. There's going to be the older names are going to be harder to find work because you have all these young guys coming into the league. Um, and this is just another perfect example of that happening. So former uh, quick IDP note, former Bucks defensive tackle Gerald McCoy retired after 10 years in the NFL. He was most formerly with Dallas. Um, we've got some news on Mike Gesicki, ESPN's Mike Reese, world-class reporter for the Patriots, by the way, one of the best in the biz, uh, said the Patriots view Mike Gesicki as much as a receiver as a tight end, which makes complete sense because that's how they used him in Miami. He didn't line up in line. Um, you know, that's going to be more of a Hunter Henry. And I would not be surprised if the Patriots draft one or two of these tight ends in this class because it is super duper deep so i think they're going to do that and gasecki it'll be gasecki henry and a couple of rookies we saw them double tap the tight end unfortunately with dalton keen and devin asiasi and that <laughs> blew up in their gd face some of the worst picks i've ever seen head scratchers hopefully they can draft like a sam laporta and like a schoolmaker or don't. somebody i don't want to see their careers ruined right off the bat you shush um, so yeah, so that's interesting. I think we all know Gasicki is going to be more of a receiver than a tight end there. And then we've got some information on a potential holdout. So Fox sports, Ralph Bacciano reports the giants don't have much of an interest in signing Saquon Barkley to a long-term deal on Wednesday. Barkley said he would not play the 2023 season under the franchise tag. To me, you're a running back. You sign that franchise tag and you like it. <laughs> I mean, Barkley has no, he has no, upside here like there, there's nothing good it's about 10 million bucks dude just take it it's 10 million running backs aren't getting paid the giants are smart for not paying them like it's it's a lose for barkley just sitting out the giants are playing this smart they, he might sit seen. up through like mini camp and part of training camp just so he doesn't have to do that we've seen gronk do Maybe. that in the past yeah. with the patriots like oh like i'm just gonna i'm gonna hold out or whatever and then by week one he's good didn't Zeke do that after the end of his first contract? He went to like Costa Rica and trained on a beach yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, I think and, he went to Endor and trained uh, with the Ewoks. Yeah. yeah. Barkley, Barkley kind of screwed himself by not taking the 12 million per year contract 10. that he was offered. 10.5, I thought. No, no, no. It was up to 12 earlier. Uh, and then it, it's gone down since then. They The original contract was $12 million per year. So that that just stinks for Barkley that he no didn't running backs getting he was paid looking that. He was looking for Christian McCaffrey money, like $14 million per year. And it, that kind of money just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that so window's closed. I'm hoping that Barkley just takes his franchise tag money and signs. If he doesn't show up in OTAs, big deal, minicamp, I don't really care. Um, but come the summer, I want him there in camp if he doesn't that's going to get to be a sticky situation that i really don't want to see for my giants and or my saquon barkley shares personally man personally i just think he just wants security he wants a a little long term like hey give me three years uh like maybe he would take 10 million a year but he just wants the extra years he wants safety yeah 
Well, yeah, who wouldn't? Like, especially, you know, he's he's already been injury-ridden for, like, the past yeah. couple of years. Last year was the first year that he was actually back to his former self. Like, the, the 2020 year, and the yeah. 2021 season were total craps. Like, he, he rolled snake eyes both times. So, mm-hmm. like, he's totally out of it. Um, but, you know, this year he bounced back. And, and yes, he was a focal point of the team, but there, there was more that he could do. They also need Barkley as much as Barkley needs the Giants. So it, it's a two-way street. They so. should pay him. I, I yeah. think they should pay him. Yeah. Keeping it in the NFC East, Sportico, which I don't know what that is, but there's been multiple reports that the commander's owner, Daniel Snyder, has agreed to sell the team, finally, get Dan Snyder out of the league.com for six drum roll billion dollars to Philadelphia 76ers slash New Jersey Devils owner, Josh Harris. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to, he's like got the infinity gauntlet of sports teams. And he's like, oh, I got two. Now add three. He'll probably buy like an MLS team and like uh, maybe a pickleball league or something. So he's putting together his gauntlet of teams. Uh, must be nice to be able to drop six billion, the largest sale in NFL history so, for a team. Crazy. I do want to say this. Uh, the guy from ca- Canada came in with a six million dollar bid, and then Josh Harris came in billion? with or billion, million. Okay. billion, and then Josh Harris came in with a six point. 05 just to top it so he can finalize the deal because there was an actual bidding war that was just about to happen but apparently harris Teams said don't come no. up for sale often yep yeah and if you look at the recent and it's a sales, legacy it's a legacy franchise like 100 percent. this yeah. and there's rumors they're going to change the stadium it's huge news for oh, Washington. the stadium there i've been i saw a soccer match there that stadium awful. sucks it it's is awful. so outdated it's so they have issues with the toilets every year like People Old falling RFK on Jalen Hurts. Sucks. <laughs> it is so bad. It's yeah. It's it's not good, guys. That's gonna be the first thing. And Magic Johnson is a part of this, and they're talking about uh, maybe Lamar goes to the Commanders. Nope. Uh, that could be a thing because guess what? Uh, Magic Johnson knows he can pay players uh, fully guaranteed contracts. He's part of the NBA and baseball. And oh, guess what? Dodgers. Josh Harris. Josh Harris. He knows how to play players. Philadelphia 76ers, they pay guaranteed con- contracts. They don't care. So Lamar, yeah, Lamar, I think, is a good candidate to be part of them, which, of course, would suck for Howell. Well, there was news today that Howell, that the the commanders don't have any intention on drafting a quarterback and they're rolling with Howell. Correct. So I will howl at the moon if that happens because they I will love, be thrilled. I, love Howell. I have Sam Howell in a lot of spots. So Ron Rivera has also said that he is the future. So that's also a positive note. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think they're going to well, add. As long as Ron Rivera is there. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, the future well, to Ron Rivera? That's that's true. You know, let's see how, how long the riverboat Ron runs downstream. But has uh, got one paddle. I, I, for sure, they are going to build around Sam Howell. There is a, a small chance that maybe in the late second, early third round that they do take a swing at Hendon Hooker if he's still there. Um, but first. I am not worried about Sam Howell compared to Hendon Hooker, uh, which is crazy to say because he went into the fifth round last year. Um, but, you know. And yet is three years younger than Hooker. Yeah. yeah. Always good. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> There's a joke there somewhere. There's a joke there, but I'm not a looker. Yeah. Uh, Keep so, it rolling. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Trophy Smack, our longest standing sponsor here on the Dynasty Happy Hour. Quick story. I went axe throwing with my wife the weekend of my birthday, and we were throwing axes, and I noticed a custom belt hanging on the wall by the by the front. And I said, hey, where did you get that belt? And he's like, ah, I got it like 
trophy. I go, you got it on trophysmack.com. I know that belt. He's like, yeah, yeah, I did. So they do leagues there and they give out belts for league winners and rings. So of course, you know what I did? I was like, Hey man, save yourself $60 when you order the belt again and use code DHH ring. He's like, really? He's like, can you write that down for me? He's like, I'm always looking to save money. I go, of course, you're a small business. You need to save money. So I wrote down DHH ring. So look at that. Just ax throwing and finding trophy smack belts and using discount codes. It's as easy as that. Go on trophysmack.com. If you haven't got your trophy from your league, it is now officially April and the season ended months ago. So you should probably get on that. Don't be that commissioner that waits to the last minute and gets it before the season. Get it now. Get a customized one if you'd like. He had a customized one. It had an axe on it. It was really, really sharp looking. It was awesome. Use like the sharp code. like an axe? <laughs> Cuts like a knife, <laughs> according to Brian Adams. Through so, butter. Uh, through butter. So use code DHH ring. Get that $60 off. And there's stuff on there for your losers of your league. We all love the losers. We all love to talk a little trophy smack to them for being so terrible and bad. So you can get them toilet bowls and toilet seats and all sorts of stuff. So check out trophysmack.com today. Once again, that is DHH ring. All right. Let's get into this rookie running back class. It is a deep one. Very, very deep. I want to talk. We've got some ADP in front of us. As we all know, the consensus one-on-one, I'm not here to talk about Bijan Robinson. We all know Bijan, generational. He's great. He's yeah. awesome. I'm going to go through my notes. Yeah. I, wa- I watched a story on Bijan today that he was born with no heartbeat. And his grandmother had to step in and gave him the old boop and got him going. How crazy is that? Wow. Like that, that was, I saw that on ESPN and I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Um, and he was, he was raised by his grandfather. His dad wasn't in his life. His grandfather was an actual uh, referee. So that's what got him to the love of football. And he used to walk around with a football all the time. They said it was like his comfort blanket. Remember the movie, the program Omar Epps used to walk around with the football oh, God, so he wouldn't yeah. fumble and they try to strip it out. That was B. John Robinson in middle school and high school. It's just a great story for B. John. Some fun facts. Cause you've all heard the other stuff. We all know how amazing he is. Tyler, you've got notes. Tell me something I don't know. All right. He's 5'11". I knew that already. 215, 21. <laughs> he turned 21 in January. So, folks, he's going to be 21 all year. He's a very Until young January. player. He'll be Until 20. next year. <laughs> he ran a 4, 4, 6. Well, I'm saying, like, all year he's 21. Some players turn 20, 22 in September. So, it's kind of like fool's gold. Like, oh, this player's 21. No, he's not. He's going to be 22. Uh, his vert was 37. Uh Here's his pros. Plus vision, jump cut master. Guy can stop on a dime and then go to speed right away. Is that right a bad away. ultimate team perk? Jump cut master? Sounds Pretty like much. I think so. It is. I just created one. Nice. Uh, it allows him to almost glide through holes in between the tackles. It's it's weird. I've never seen a player do it. He has amazing contact balance. Uh, catches the ball like a wide receiver. He is the best receiver I have watched since I've started doing this. And that's out of everybody. He is easily the best. McCaffrey? Yep. Better than McCaffrey. That's Uh, okay. Running backs usually lose value quickly, but I can see Bijan rolling until he's 30 just because he's his multi-asset. He's never really taking big hits just due to his ability to to slip away from tackles. Um, And yeah, like I'll get in the cons later, but there's not many. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm nitpicking for cons. No. And I could agree with most of what you said there. Um, 
I just think, I mean, is the hype too high already? No. Really? I I don't think so. All right. So a healthy Brees Hall or Bijan Robinson? Bijan. Bijan. And where are you putting him right now in Dynasty? Because I have him somewhere between the the Najee Harris, Nick Chubb starting range for ADP. Well, you know know I hate running backs, but if I were to take a running back in a startup... He's the uh, 101. He is. He's my... RB one, RB one. Wow, that's that's insane. Um, I for me, I'm I, a little old school, and I have seen phenomenal running back prospects come into the league and not do well. I'm not saying that's Bijan, but it is in the range of outcomes that the hype just doesn't. Maybe he's good, but he's not next tier good. It's I, I think he's great. I think he's great. I just think I just think the hype may be blown out of proportion. I, just I would take, a little bit. I take? would take Brees or JT over him in a startup because I've oh, seen it already JT. at the level. Not JT. I His value is dropping. T, but Brees Brees Hall is is great right now, JT. and I I can't take him off the top tier. I would even take Ken Walker because I know the kind of usage that he's going to get, and this is where I'm leading it to. Like if he's mocked to the Eagles or the Cowboys where he comes in and is a second person, well, part of a running back by committee yeah, and his ceiling is capped for fantasy, that's where I am going to already start knocking him down a peg off my ADP ladder. And that's, and that's what I'm really talking about here. I know he's great. I know he's generational talent style of a player, but these players get too hyped way out of the draft before they land on an NFL team. And then what happens? I mean, they don't really work we're, we're talking hype. Brees did it for six games. He's got an ACL injury. So, I mean, there's cons to everything. Sure. Give me the younger player uh, without the ACL injury and uh, coming in as a rookie and a player that has been pretty much RB Jesus since I'm he not was... knocking him. He's definitely my one in the class. I'm not, I can't put anybody over him. He is, he's that my, good. My but... cons are sometimes he can get a little reckless holding the ball while running, but that's very rare. And uh, he's not, he's pretty much bulletproof to me. And I, it's, I it's have how, for if my he stays cons, healthy, I think he's, uh, I saw him guy. get stuffed at the goal line versus Ohio state. It looks like he, he tr- may have a little bit of a lower stat versus top 12 defenses in college. And I'm wondering how that translates to the NFL with bigger off uh, defensive linemen, etc. So yes, he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's going to have some a magnificent season, probably as soon as he hits the field. There's no doubt about it that he can see step he in and drafted. be a starting running back right now. But I want to see where he get, gets drafted. If he goes to Arizona, like, ugh. Well, there's been Hi. rumors of Washington, possibly. That's fine. Washington's okay. I don't think I don't think there's really a bad landing spot. People are saying Patriots is the worst. I think that is the worst. But if they're taking a running back in the first round, that's fine with me. Bill being Bill. Let's be cute with it. We're yeah. going to take the ball out of Mac Jones' hand and, and run the ball 40 uh, times a game. Jamie in the chat says we all remember Trent Richardson. Yes, we remember Trent Richardson, but he was definitely a different player. Yeah. Yeah. Stylistic-wise. Right, that's our uh, – that Tyler, that's your Tier 1 standalone. Bijan, it's not even close to me. It's it's Bijan and then yes, Tier 2. Yes, 100%. Uh, the number two running back in – and it's a consensus. He's the number two for pretty much everyone. I've only heard one other person, and that was, I believe, I was listening to a podcast with Derek Brown, and he did not have Jameer Gibbs as his RB2, um, which I was surprised. I mean, he's pretty consensus RB2, and, you know, it's a lot of this, like, well, he doesn't weigh 200 pounds. 
Derek, he weighs 199 pounds. It's pretty goddamn close. Well, it's not like, 200, Doug. I know. Well, maybe you know what? He goes out to like Fat Burger and gains a pound, and boom, there you go. The metrics Drinks all change, cu- and then everyone loves Jameer Gibbs. Like, Drinks a cup of water. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> exactly. James, what, did you, what do you have with Gibbs? I know there's people that use comps that they probably – the number one one is Alvin Kamara, which I'm just sick of because Kamara is much bigger. Um, yeah, the size does not comp well. The shiftiness – Yes, that, that's that's where I would say the Alvin Kamara type comp comes in the style of play, but he's not Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is like 10, 15 pounds and two inches taller than him. It's not the same thing. Right. I, I think he is a bargain right now at 106, 107 in super flex drafts. Um, he has an extra level of boost when he hits the second level. I'm, I love that. He is patient. He waits for what the defense gives him when he runs. Um, and like I said, he's shifty, so he could slide through the line and just take off pass catching, versatile back. He was very high on the yards after catch. Um, plateau, I, I, I like him, but he's not my number two. Tyler? He is my two because you know what? I guarantee he lands in a pass catching role in the NFL, and that's what I want to see with running backs. He's a great pass catcher. I think he is right up there with with uh, Bijan for pass catching ability. And this was even a freshman at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, terrible college team when it comes to an offense. It was like the triple option back in the day. And they couldn't even get Kelvin Johnson amazing stats. Like Kelvin Johnson just was Kelvin Johnson. Uh, For his 199-pound frame, he can still run with power. And I think it's his just low-built frame. He's 5'9". He's really good at sensing defenders in the second level. In the second level, he is extremely dangerous. I mean, if he's in the second level, good luck. Because he has that ability to break away from you. And the ability to kind of drop your football pants right on the floor there. Because it's like, if you don't square him up, he's gone. Uh, If you miss out on Bijan, I think Gibbs is a very good second place award. I would not be sad about getting Gibbs instead of Bijan. Um, and I'll go to his cons right away. He can sometimes be too patient, which uh, leads to defenders getting to him quicker because if he can't juke people, he is pretty much dead to rights. You know, he, he does have some power, but if uh, defensive lineman's getting him, he's he's gone. He's down. Uh, he has smaller frame, uh, which led to easier wear. He, may, he has smaller frame, which could lead to easier wear and tear. And he had some drops, but I didn't see too many where I was worried about it. But that those are pretty much my cons. I really like Gibbs. And once again, he is a age 21 player, and his birthday is March 21st. So once again, 21 all year. Uh, I, I, I love I love the love the fact that you're highlighting every single player's uh, birthday. I mean, we should we should write down because running back's age matters. Um. Yeah, but only only by years, not by a couple months. Um, trade value too. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, the only con I really had for him was he needs to pass protect better. If for him to be on the field as a pass catching back, he's going to need to be able to pass protect, and his size does scare me a little bit when it comes to that. That's the only thing that I really and he can grow into that. We've seen multiple backs learn how to pass protection. Um, coming out of college that couldn't do it in college as well. So I'm not really too worried about it, but yes, uh, he is in the second tier. I have like a, a two, a two B scenario right now. So Jamie in the chat says Gibbs compared to CJ Spiller. I, I would say to that. No, I think CJ, I, I think Bijan compares to CJ Spiller actually. Like when you, 
look at you look at the collegiate career of career of CJ Spiller and it was record setting. Now we all know that CJ came out. He had one great season with the Bills and, and that one was trick. it. And one trick. And then, yeah, and then Gibbs says or Jamal Charles. Jamal's a one of one to be honest. I mean, the guy leads in yards per carry for his career. If anything, Gibbs, I think the range of Gibbs is from a size weight perspective and maybe even a talent's perspective. I think could he be Aaron Jones? Yes, that that's a great comp. So yeah. for me, Aaron Jones, like James said, pass blocking was his biggest thing. Like that's what he worked on to get himself on the field. If Gibbs does that, he's great. Could Jameer Gibbs be Chase Edmonds, five nine hundred ninety nine pounds? Could be. One hundred percent. We don't know. Obviously, he's got a better pedigree coming from Alabama versus Fordham University. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's 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 a wide range here. I wouldn't comp him to either Spiller or Charles. I think that's like a Jamal Charles is like a sky high comp. Like that's yeah. the best absolute slam dunk best case scenario. The closest thing he has to Charles is a the hair, and b <laughs> and b the way like if there's a hole, like we saw this with Delvin Cook too coming out of Florida State. If there's a hole one foot wide, Gibbs has the ability to shoot through that hole in yep. an instant. It's like boom, he's he's through there. For, for any any player that plays right now that I compare to Charles, it's Aaron Jones. Yeah, like to be honest, like because again the hair. Right, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, but Hair they comes. can squeeze through holes. They're big yards per carry guys. They're electric with the ball in their hands. Like to me, that's like, yeah. So he could be an Aaron Jones. I don't think he's going to be on the level of Jamal, who's just went crazy the, for you know four or five years. Yeah, and if we're talking difference between Aaron Jones and Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles was a straight line runner. I mean, once he yeah. was in an open field in a straight line, you're not catching him. And I think that's where Gibbs is more separated away from Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones has that shiftiness and the ability to He doesn't have the top tackles. end speed of Gibbs yeah, or Charles. Correct. Yeah, like Gibbs has that top end speed for sure. All right, let's move on to the consensus for the most part. I'm looking at ADP right here. You know, he's the 11th overall pick, so he's back end of the first round at RB3. You know, he's got that bell cow, bell cow size and, uh, you know, I think speed. He tested really well. It's Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Um, you know, I think this guy is going to be a first rounder when we talk about rookie drafts. So I think this is accurate again, going to be super interesting a when he gets drafted and B where he gets drafted, you know, maybe he slots in behind one of these 2017 running backs. It's a Cincinnati or something like that. So maybe he's going to sit for a year. Maybe some things happen and he can start. We don't know. Maybe he goes to Arizona. He's behind Connor for a little bit. Um, but I like Zach Charbonnet. You know, he he screams to me when I watch him in NFL back. He's got power. He's got speed. Um, you know, he can pass block pretty well. He can catch out of the backfield. I don't really see too many flaws in his game other than not so much a vision thing, but he's not as shifty. He's more power than he is shiftiness. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. You know, he's not going to give you the shiftiness of a Gibbs or a, a Robinson. But you think he's super shifty? I think, I, I think, I think he think... needs to run with more power because he – he relies too much on the shiftiness personally. Hmm. He's got super quick feet for a big I guy. I think he's which got the power awesome. in him though. He yes, just doesn't, 100%. he just chooses. And at the NFL level, he, he he's probably going to be like, that? Oh, I need to use it. Do you guys remember Derrick Henry first nope. year? Derrick Henry. He sucked. He was terrible. And guess what? Eddie George came up to him and said, Hey, you're 250 pounds at six foot three run, people run like that. And what happened? Derrick Henry became an all pro and record breaking. And Charbonnet, like I said, his feet are super quick for his size. I love that. And uh, if he just is like, okay, I'll throw my, you know, throw my pads down a little bit sooner, instead of making those moves, I think it will help him out 
immensely. So, James, I know this is a guy that you probably have at two. So I will actually give you the floor on this one and stop yes, taking your he, spotlight. He is my my running back, too. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate that. It's nice to be shared here um, on the Dynasty Happy Hour. <clears throat> oh, you're shared. Oh, I'm shared. <laughs> Hit that like and subscribe button. Share it. Um, no, Zach Charbonnet, UCLA. Like like Doug was saying, he's a bigger back, and I am slowly getting off of these smaller satellite back type running backs. Later on in the draft is fine if you want to take a dart throw, but we are looking since the running back by committee is everywhere. I want the guy that might actually have a chance to play all three downs in fantasy football. If I'm going to take a shot on one of these running backs, I am taking my shot right after, right after Bijan. I'm going Zach Charbonnet. Why? Because he has the, the widest variety of an outcome. He can land with more teams and actually play to his style, no matter what. And yes, people say, Oh, well, Chip Kelly fed him the ball in UCLA and, and oh, he's he's 22 years old, which I get it. He's 22. He's he ancient. went to school for five he's years. 22 years, and we're all. You know year. what though? So, you know what though, Tyler? We we are saying this about we're turning the into age, ages, and I hate it. The, the ageists of, it. of dynasty football. And let us let me remind you that it was during COVID. So 2020, there was only five games for USC, UCLA. So that right there is a scratch. I can understand the the age argument if they were playing full seasons, but 2020 was not a full season whatsoever. And the comeback after COVID was definitely better than the setback. He had two more great seasons, and there's not there's not too many running backs that come, come back that have the size and speed with hands and have progressively gotten better. Like the only knock I have on his game is that he dropped a couple of wide open dump downs. Big deal. He'll catch the next one. I'm not worried about that. And get this. His nickname is the Terminator. And I didn't give him that. That was actually written down somewhere else. So I I love the the whole thing. I am from California and I am the Terminator. Zach Charbonnet, uh, RB2 for me, man. And uh, there was just one. If you're looking at film, you know, we we always mention the dynasty. prospect film room over at dynasty nerds go and watch the lsu game where he just punches through and knocks down four breaks four through four tackles for 19 yards before he gets out of bounds like he just trucks everybody he like, uh that's the, where i that's what i want to see on a weekly basis from zach charbonnet the transfer thing too a lot of people will knock him for it but uh if you actually dig deep into it, he transferred because his sister was a high risk and he is from California. So he actually transferred to UCLA to be closer to his family and right. to, you know, take care of his sister and all that stuff. So that is a huge thing. Everybody knocked him for it. And I'm sitting, you know, I had a friend that actually does this weird dig deep in, into prospects. I thought it was because like Michigan wasn't going to have a season. It, regardless. Was Eric, it was Eric Decker's uncle, wasn't it? Eric Decker's second uncle. <laughs> his aunt that's black this is, this is, this is, cousin this is right throw, this is a throwback for you tyler yeah that is a throwback for sure uh but no i is surprising surprising i'm usually not in on these running backs and he's my rb3 locked and loaded all right i don't i think he's in his own tier the only yep. knocks i have on him is uh he, he did look faster on tape here in a four through uh five three i'm fine with that that's fine uh yeah for he that can size, run upright but... he can run upright at times but I don't think it's that big of a deal. He's not the best route runner, but all in all, he doesn't have too many holes. He's uh, he's good at everything, master at nothing. So I think that 
he'll he'll have a perfect spot and like people are kind of putting him with the Bengals in the end of the second round smash landing spot because I do not expect Joe Mixon on that team yeah agreed yeah so let's uh we'll speed it up a little bit we've gone over three running backs we've got a lot to go over I think like Tyler said there is three very clear-cut tiers here at the top of this running back class now after this it's kind of a pick em. like yeah who's who's the guy that you like more than the other guy to me this next running back who's the RB4 is a little asinine to me because He's 5'9", 188 pounds. Is he built for speed? Sure. Is he Kenny Gainwell? Probably. And to be the RB4 in a class, I'm just not interested. I don't think he's going to have great NFL draft capital. If people think he's going to go in the second round, maybe he does. But to me, there's other running backs that have more size that I'm ranking above Devin A-Chain. So for me, I'm out on A-Chain unless he becomes a value uh, in rookie drafts. It's just the size. He reminds me too much of like, like a guy like Gainwell, he'll never be the guy. He'll have fantasy relevant weeks, but it's going to be like you're going to start him and you're going to try to get lucky that That's he might have biggest, a big ceiling. Biggest week. And thing. I don't want those guys. Like, I don't want to play the guessing game. Yep. I want the consistency and I want the guys that are going to get the touches. So, again, I'm with James. When it comes to size, that's the prize in this it's, class. Especially that. Uh, A-Chain is actually RB11 for me. And I was shocked because I wanted wow, to like him. lower than I do. I wanted, to like, I wanted to like him. But Doug nailed it right on the head. The issue is, when are you going to start him? 188 pounds. He relies on speed. And hey, that one trick he has is elite. He is fast. He is hey, like, seen, hey, shot Archer, out of Trey Archer fast. was fast too. Yeah, but this is like insane fast like i well, I've never seen, ran a four two three dude i've never seen anybody turn a corner like this that's heavier than 140 pounds i'll say that aj <laughs> all right aj is definitely heavier than dre archer uh he's definitely landing spot dependent say he does land with san francisco or the dolphins that boosts him up a little bit but not too much like the, my biggest thing like doug nailed it you, you nailed it. And it, I will touch I will touch him? real fast on what Doug was saying earlier. You know, we we I listen to Derek Brown a lot now. Uh he was on the show and he's very, very knowledgeable. And I believe he was on with JJ Zacharyson was, yep. when they were doing their running backs. And he had mentioned like Devin A. Chain is the kind of player that needs a system and plays built for him. He can't do much else. He's not going to be running through the tackles. He is definitely going to play special teams with that kind of speed. And we we could be break. looking at, you know, like a, a uh, who was it at? Was it Al Salvin Ahmed that was drafted from uh, San Francisco? San Francisco took Salvin Ahmed, right? Yeah, he he could be what we want yeah. Raheem Mostert to be all the time, healthy. Right. But like like we said, like he needs to land in a system that will give him fifteen touches, twelve to fifteen, and a system eight of those being passes. It's outside zone read which is what San Francisco and the Dolphins run. That's what he needs. And All right. if he doesn't land there, ugh. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> let's move on to the RB5 in this class right now. 20th overall draft position. So second round, mid-second round-ish. Um, you're looking at Tajay Spears, really the bell of the ball when it came to the Senior Bowl. Everyone saw that crazy movie put on that little in route and just put the guy in a blender. And then he tested really well at the Combine. So there's a lot of people that have Spears um, as the RB3 in this class. Um, again, it's going to be a matter of draft capital. I think if you hear rumors in the senior bowl, a lot of these teams put a lot of weight into the senior bowl. Supposedly he's interviewed really well. So Spears to me is an interesting one. I think he's like what Tyler said was Zach Charbonnet. He's a, he's a, a, a jack of all trades, but a master of nothing. 
And that's okay. We don't, you know, it's not like a chain who's master speed, but maybe can't do anything else. Sucks I, everything else. I would, ra- I would rather have the guy that can do everything pretty well, but he's just not great at one thing. And that's okay. And that's how I feel Spears is. I think he could be a solid pro. I just don't know if he's got, he doesn't, I don't know if he's going to have that juice of a ceiling. There's guys that are below him that I like a lot more. So he's an interesting case study. James, yeah. what do you, what, or Go, Tyler, what do you think uh, on Tijay? Uh, RB7 for me right now. Um, he's the head of my, let me see, one, two, three, four, fifth tier. So he's the head person of there. Lower conference, but man, this guy is quick. He is jitterbug style quick. He is yeah, so fast. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Chase Edmonds when he was coming out of college. I mean, Chase Edmonds was not the player he is now. He was actually good when he was coming into the NFL. Uh, he fell off quick. Yeah, he slices through holes, uh, just like a uh, hot knife with butter, as we're going to talk about butter a lot tonight, apparently. Uh, uh, I if love he butter. Hits, if he Same. hits a ceiling, Devonta Freeman at his prime. If he lands in the right situation where he's playing, Devonta Atlanta Freeman perhaps. Was, I mean, <laughs> that'd be great because he does have patience. He does have some power. Like Doug said, yeah. he's, he's kind of a master at nothing. But I'd say if he's a master at something, it is definitely his agility because that guy is slicing and dicing through holes and that's what devonta freeman was about so i like him a lot I, he's one of the guys i'm going to look for in the mid-second james any words on spears before we move along i'm okay with him if you're going to take him in the in the mid to late second round of rookie drafts i'm okay with that anybody that can hold a full workload in you know in college two two hundred twenty nine attempts for over 1500 yards 21 total touchdowns like that's something that you can sink your teeth into and take a risk on in the in the mid to to late second rounds of your rookie drafts and Tajay Spears he fits that bill yes um we really didn't see too many good running backs in the senior bowl if that is any uh knock to what he did in the senior bowl like his his highlight was the one good running back clip that we actually have um uh, mainly because not a lot of seniors actually really showed up. Yeah, and, and, um, and I'm a little worried about his, his, his face at the senior bowl, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm a little worried about his overall speed. Pretty slow. Uh, he graduated, I mean, registered at 90.6 in the percentile range. Um, ran a 4.54, I believe, at his pro day. That's a little bit slower for his weight size. And we're going back to the weight. He should be running a little bit faster than 4.54. Four, four, five, nine, as they would do it. He but didn't James, what, what about his age, James? That's what we really need to know. Oh, but his age is twenty one point eight, so he's almost twenty two years old. Oh, he's old. old. Knock oh, him down. Knock him down. Younger than Charmaine. So yeah, by All what right, four months? Come on. Yeah, Get let's move it on to the next running back. I think this running back. So he's RB six right now in ADP. I think he is the most polarizing in this class because you have people that really know their stuff. Matt Waldman loves this kid. We've got other analysts that are like, I'm not touching him. He was a transfer. He played with different running backs that are in the draft and in the NFL already. It's Zach Evans. Oh, no. I I think it's a matter of like, it's going to be a boom or bust kind of thing with Evans. Because you see it and you see good things. And then you're like, "Ah, he's just got a really interesting story. I, I, I don't mind his tape, but it's like he was never the guy. And that's a little concerning. So... For me with Evans, it's just like I don't I, I wouldn't take him this high in a draft at the ADP. I would take other guys above him and we'll talk about some of those guys. 
Um, but James, wh- what did you think about when you watched Zach Evans? Were you are you in or out on him? I'm out. Okay. Um, I have him around the running back seven, running back eight range in this class. Uh, so so I guess it's not out, but I, I have other players that I'd like to take a shot on ahead of him. Um, he got. Can, can we just remember that he got beat out by Kendra Miller first and foremost, and he got beat out by a freshman. Yes. Um, and you know, he's only, he was only a junior. So where was the real production? You know, his big production year was, was, uh, his sophomore year or his whatever second year in the league, 2021, 92 attempts for 648 yards and six touchdowns. Great. He can, he could do everything. He's another one of these guys that can do a lot, but he's not great at anything. So those are the kind of players that are (laughs) going to go stale and it's all going to depend on landing spot. Yeah, I think the I think I'm gonna say this now just to get in front of it while we still have the time. I think in this what we're gonna see in this running back class is there's so many of them, there's not a lot of huge needs across the NFL. Is that we're going to be surprised by how late some of these running backs go that we thought would go second and third round will go fourth and fifth in some UDFA guys. I think it's gonna be one of those types of classes where there's just not that much of a demand and there's so many of them that it's not gonna these teams aren't gonna take a running back uh like a like a zach evans in the second or third round they're going to take him in the fourth or fifth and that is going to go and i can see him going day two late day possibly two. but that is going to mess up everyone's like algorithms so much because draft capital is important right mm-hmm. so it is going to complete i think it's going to completely change the adp landscape after the draft we're going to be like well zach evans didn't get picked until round five now he's a third round rookie pick and so on and so forth. And there'll be guys that get drafted maybe ahead of them, like, a, you know, Abaconda and guys like that um, that can maybe get drafted ahead. So that's going to change things. But to me, it's going to be like, it's just not a position of need. We've already seen what they've done in free agency. Why is the draft going to be any different? Yeah. That's uh, my concern. Na- name it. There's a draft with Devontae Booker in it. And oh, that was a draft where they thought he was going to be a second, third round pick. And guess what happened? The running back class was so deep and so full that it pushed all these running backs all the way back. Booker was a comp a comp pick at the end of the fourth round. Yeah. And he was still drafted in the first round of that rookie draft in a lot of rookie drafts. Uh yeah. I have Royce Zach Freeman Evans was another one. Yep. I have Zach Evans at RB twelve. And he is right there with A Chain. They are kind of in the similar I think I'll take Evans because he like recruiting way wise, he was a top prospect at the RB position, which I will kind of go back to with Isaiah Crowell and stuff, guys that don't get the draft capital. But oh, man, I miss Isaiah Crowell. He was fun to watch. Uh, some plays of Zach Evans are top tier, and then some is just dog shit. Like yeah. he, it's almost like he doesn't want to be there. Uh, he wasn't asked to do a ton, but uh, he does fight with the ball when he's running. It seems, and when he catches, it's almost like he's fighting with the ball. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, but, man, when he does make a big play and he gets loose, he, you could see that special ability. So just based off that, I will take a couple chances on him, but I'm not touching him in the second round. If he's yeah. a third-round third pick, sure. But, man, he's definitely going to be risky. And I've seen comps of him going to Denver in the fourth round, which would be nice to kind of help out Javante uh, Williams coming back. But, yeah, he's he's an interesting case for sure. Yeah, let's get to his t- former teammate, Kendra Miller. He's RB7, coming in at 21st overall, so end of the second round right now in your drafts. He's 5'11", he's 215, he's got the size that we like, James. Oh, yeah. The tape, the tape on Kendra Miller is pretty good. I think he's, right now, 
I think he'll probably end up going later than this in some of these leagues, possibly. And I think that that's going to make him a bit of a value. I like his tape a lot more than I like Zach Evans. Talk to me about Kendra Miller, James. Well, first and foremost, everybody should know by now that he hurt his knee in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, and he probably won't be ready until after OTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking at spring tr- uh, summer camp, training camp, whatever you want to call summer it. Camp. Nice. Summer camp. Summer nice. camp. You know, it's summer camp. Let's go it's play balloon the, toss. Get your uh, bug camp. juice going. Uh, no, Kendra Miller, he's he's a straight-up grinder. He's not afraid to take on a linebacker. He, he averaged the most yards per carry in 2021. And then in, he was a top 10 running back in the NCAA in 2022 uh, with 17 touchdowns. He's got breakaway speed, great pass catching ability, shifty and patient at the line of scrimmage. And he could, and if he breaks into the second level, see you later. Bye. He does run a little bit vertical. Um, so, I, you know, and I'm sure that's one of the things that we look at here. When these bigger guys come up, they stand up a little too straight. So he runs up like he, he runs straight up towards the stadium. Standing room. up. He goes over up. the defense. He goes not over up. the defense. You know yeah, what? Okay. You guys. That's next level. 200 <laughs> IQ. <laughs> but I, I believe that's something he could fix at the next level. I don't have a problem. I would take Kendra Miller over Zach Evans in a heartbeat every day, just like yeah. TCU did. <laughs> so, yeah. so Kendra Miller to me, I I thought I was really going to like this player. I watched a couple of highlights. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to really like him. I was a little underwhelmed. He just seems raw, you know. Like he's got all the talent. It's there. You see it. But it just seems like he needs an RB coach to be like, dude, don't do that. Hit this hole instead jump cut over to this side like he he kind of gets himself in trouble a little bit uh he's super young hey we're gonna go back to age he's 20 <laughs> talk about draft can't stock. even drink yet i know i think uh, i like, would love to see him like somewhere in like carolina like behind Don, miles sanders i mean Devonta foreman completely different runner than he was when he came in as rookie yeah. and he hey he had to learn he's kind of the same way yeah kendra miller it's they're almost stylistically the same so I, I like that. That'd be a great landing spot. But like I said, all the talent landing spots going to be huge for this guy. I actually think he's going to be a fourth round pick. I would not be shocked if he's an early fourth. But the youth and him learning reminds me a lot of Alexander Madison as well. Alexander Madison, he had tons and tons of talent, really young coming in. And then learning from Delvin Cook, you see a different type of player. So uh, Kendra Miller is a guy I'm keeping my eye on. He, I thought he'd land at RB4, but there's a different player. Hopefully, Doug calls his name next because I'm waiting. I mean, you just got to look at the show sheet. Uh, <laughs> so the next player is the RB8 in this class, 22nd overall. So again, end of the second round for most U12 team leagues out there, if you can do the math. And it's uh, you know another really high star recruit. Same. He showed out well, played in a crappy <laughs> offense last year. He's very, uh, he's interesting too, because there are some analysts that really like him and some that really don't much like Zach Evans. And that's Tank Bigsby. Yes. So Tank Bigsby, I like better than Zach Evans. Uh, again, it's size six foot two ten. Great tape for Tank Bigsby. Um, so Tyler, you want to talk about Tank. Tank and Tyler sounds like a new uh, Nickelodeon show. Tank <laughs> 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 <Take> and Tyler. <laughs> RB4 for me. I I love Tank's tape. You go back to his freshman year, Doug, in Devy Leagues, Capitals, Pigs Leagues, what was everybody talking about with Tank? He's the dude. He is the guy coming out. And you go back to his freshman tape, you see it. Because guess what? That Auburn team was not dog shit. 
They were actually halfway decent. Yeah, they were good. This team started sucking, and Tank still played his ass off. That's what I love to see. The this team guy, tanked, but he didn't. This guy could have <laughs> went anywhere transferred because the transfer but, portal is nothing that now nowadays. Yeah. But he didn't. He stayed put. He he, you know, kept going. He's two oh eight, but he runs like he's two twenty. This dude is a bull. And I mean, he can't I, be have the name Tank and play soft. Like, oh my god, yeah, he no. does. He, that is one do thing that. he does not do. Explosive first step. That is evident when you watch his tape. I mean, he gets the ball and it's see. And sometimes that can be bad because he needs to be a little more patient. That's probably my con. He could be a little more patient, but Auburn didn't really give him any holes to run through. And if he was patient, he would have gotten hit in the backfield and had to do it himself, which he did a lot at Auburn. He runs angry, and uh, which can lead to hits that you know he shouldn't be taking, which comes into the being more patient. Uh, he's an average receiver, but I think he can catch the ball. He's not a weapon, but he's a guy that I think can catch. You see him catch away from his body, which is good to see. Um, he runs upright at times, which can lead to arm tackles, but those aren't taking him down, so I wasn't too worried about it because he's not getting down, getting taken down by arm tackles. Uh, like I said, I was saying as a freshman, I think he is going to be a better pro than he was uh, at college, which is surprising because his freshman year was amazingly promising. So I think, it, you know, Bengals in the third round would be my best landing spot for him. But he's a guy that could land anywhere and be productive. James, is there any tread left on Tank Bigsby? I, I think so. I mean, he's got some shake for a bigger back. I, yeah. I like the, the juke moves, um, but not enough speed to have the breakaway touchdowns, which may cap his ceiling a little bit. And that's but... fine. How many? We don't see a lot of those in today's NFL. To be yeah. Cream Hunt ran a 4-6 and still broke 60-yard runs. I, I mean, I, I saw him having a little bit of a problem exploding off the, the cut juke. Uh, ankle got stuck in the ground a little bit on some of his film didn't do anything extraordinary for me on tape probably not as much as tyler liked him but i i think he's uh probably a, a third round super flex rookie mock rookie draft uh prospect and if if he lands at the right spot where he can be utilized i'm i'm okay with it it all some most of these guys and i'm going to keep going back to it it's all landing spot and, and yeah. potential um probability I got a hot one. So the next player I'm going to let James talk about here in a second because James and I love this dude. He's the RB nine. Had to move him down. Current current ADP is 23. Didn't didn't participate at the combine. He has an undisclosed medical issue. But when I watch his tape, I fell in love with Sean Tucker. And if we want to talk about landing spots, this landing spot will make Doesn't his matter. value explode. <laughs> what if the Los Angeles Chargers? Select Sean Tucker. Austin Eckler comes back for a year. Josh Kelly. (laughs) Shut up. Austin Eckler comes back for a year. Sean Tucker. Bro. Like, I love Sean Tucker. And if he were to go to the Chargers, and now is he as good of a pass catcher as Eckler? Probably not. But Eckler coming out wasn't like a, you know, not all-time great, but he's got a 100-catch season. Um, he wasn't that guy coming out as an undrafted free agent. Tucker, to me, like size, speed, a lot of comps to Eckler. So for me, I love Sean Tucker. James, take the floor. Yeah, I mean, anytime the, a, a player is given the rock and they go over for over 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns in a season, I mean, we should be raising more of an eyebrow for Sean Tucker. And I think the whole fantasy industry as a whole is just kind of left them for dead a little bit. 
I don't hear a lot of people talking about him, and he can do it all. He has the size. He has the speed. He came into second behind Bijan Robinson in a lot of statistics, um, and I, I think he's going to fall to the right team, and it's going to be the right situation, and I could just see him being such a hidden gem in this year's class, and he's falling in rookie drafts now. Like, I took him a couple weeks ago in the second round, mid-second round, like he's Probably going late second now. He's going late second, early third. Uh, he kind of reminds me of David Montgomery, not from a, a bruiser standpoint, but he can kind of do almost everything really good, not great, which is just fine for me. He's got the speed to get around the, to the corner and and cut up field, and he has the speed to finish and the size to break tackles. So yes, he is in my eyes an all-purpose back. Yeah. Tyler, any words on Sean Tucker before we hit the speed round? I I just should send out sorry for your loss. And he's my RB5. Right he's my RB5. Because there is a really good opportunity this guy does not get drafted until the fifth, sixth, seventh round. I know it sucks. And guys we'll like uh Anaconda, Abracadabra, <laughs> and, and other players. Abacanda don't want like, none. Honestly, I would put good money down. Evan Hall gets drafted before him. In the mm-hmm. NFL draft, uh, I just think too. there's more to this medical issue than we know, and it's sad because on tape he is a very good player. Um, for me, it reminds me a lot of Kenny Gainwell. I loved Kenny Gainwell, and I I thought he could be in every down back, but certain situations fell. He's a fifth round pick, and I think that's what's going to happen to Sean Tucker. He'll be part of a committee. You won't be able to start him. Yada, yada, yada. So I actually have him at RB10 at the moment. I would have him ahead of A-Chain just because his tape is really good. I do like his tape. It's that medical issue, and I think that's the reason why nobody is talking about him because nobody knows about this yeah, medical that's, issue. That's perfectly fine. Let and him it's, fall. it's scary. Yeah. Like, that's the scary part is, like, yeah, Mark. That's scary. Like, what's his name? Lattimore that got drafted. Top-tier talent. Everybody loved him. Well, he also tape had, like, was... a knee that was shredded yeah. like, like yeah. string and cheese, this, dude. This isn't, like, lock and key and lock it up and throw away the key. He did go and participate in his pro day. I know mean, it's not his personal pro day. That's personal, personal pro day. day. Yeah. Good too. I, but, I mean, hey, he ran a 4.39 in his personal pro day. 40-inch vertical? Like, he's a – yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm in on Sean Tucker. His, I, and if, athleticism if, is, is if all going this, to If he gets take drafted in the fifth round – I'll gladly take him in the late third round in a rookie draft. What if he doesn't go drafted? I can see him him getting picked up somewhere. Kennedy Uh, Brooks. Remember him? Yeah, from last year. It's okay. Even if he's like a sixth-round pick for the Bills, I'm all about it. All right. Let's hit a little bit of a speed round here. I'm going to give you five names and their ADPs, and we can talk and pick and choose what we want to talk about. So number one, right after Sean Tucker, is Israel... Abanacanda. We've got RB11 Roshan Johnson, ADP just inside the second round, obviously teammate of B. John Robinson. We've got Chase Brown, who for me opened my eyes at the combine. I'm loving some Chase Brown. RB13, Kenny McIntosh, aka this year's Kyron Williams. RB14, <laughs> we've got Eric Gray. And RB15, guy that's gaining a little bit of momentum here in, in the dynasty circles is Dwayne McBride. So, Tyler, out of those five guys, give me a couple little nuggets here and there uh, of what you got. All right. I have Chase Brown, RB5. <laughs> Doug, you're going to like that. Chase Brown is my RB5. I love his Brown. tape. 
this guy blew up the freaking Big Ten. Hey, Doug, what do I always say the Big Ten's about? Defense and running the ball. Mm -hmm. And he destroyed Minnesota, which, hey, if Minnesota's going to hang their hat on, it's their defense. That's all they pretty much have. And he destroyed them. That's all they talked about on the announcers. Like, this guy is literally slicing and dicing through Minnesota. They can't do anything. They knew the run was coming. And you know what he did? All he did was turn the corner, slice and dice through through the holes. He is so good. He's not a good pass blocker. He will definitely need to work on that. And, hey, Doug, my comp for him. Aaron Jones. <laughs> it was, it was. And un- we all know who the number one Aaron Jones guy was who got him in all the third rounds of his rookie drafts. Yeah. I have it written down. Comp to Aaron Jones because pass blocking was not his thing. But man, when he gets the ball and he's, he's part of that offense, he had a touchdown against, uh, was it Illinois or something? It might've been Minnesota, but he had to die for it. And he caught it away from his body. A lot of the catches I saw him catch were away from his body. I loved it. Uh, yeah, love Chase Brown. He's going to be a guy that I think we're going to be able to easily get end a second, early third, and we're going to be happy. Uh, and Roshan, my RB6, I went in being like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like him. You know what? I do. He's a guy that is a poor man, Zach Charbonnet. <laughs> like if, if you don't get Zach Charbonnet, Roshan's a great backup plan because he's a less explosive version. He does everything very well. He's a master at none. I think his vision's really good. Um, he does like to kick it outside a bit. That's my only issue. His his best weapon is a stiff arm. He's got a nasty stiff arm, and okay. I like seeing that in bigger running backs. So, yeah, I, I do like Roshan. All right, and so you, his heats. you gave the positives on two of those players, and I'll come back with and and knock them down a couple pegs for you. First big one, you broke your own freaking rule. Chase Brown is twenty three years old. good lord the man's got gray hair already for a running back all right you know if he had gray hair you could cut it with manscaped uh, that's true and and with his his size i mean he's five nine and a half five ten whatever he lacks agility he relies on his speed i saw him get stuffed at the goal line twice against wisconsin he has ball security issues those are the things that are going to knock this guy down and be careful on how you inflate his value there tyler that's chase brown Roshan Johnson. I'd put money down. Chase Brown goes higher in the NFL draft than Sean Tucker. Chase Brown. Yeah, because he went to the combine. Get out of here. Hey, you have him at RB5. I have Chase Brown at RB5. Hmm. Water bet. (laughs) I'll water bet that. There we go. I still got got the app on my phone. It's cool. (laughs) All right. We just need to notice somewhere too. so we don't forget. Roshan Johnson, I, I really can't complain too much. 22 years old. Um, good speed, size. Fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, everybody was knocking Zach Charbonnet, and Zach Charbonnet is the same damn age. Hey, as um, long as they're not 24. <laughs> another one of those guys. Yeah, or 23. <clears throat> Chase Brown. Um, another one of those guys that does a lot good, but not much great. He had some flailing arms in pass protection, which I did not like. Um, you need to know where you're going to set up and block. Uh, that's going to be a problem. Kind of reminds me like a Michael Carter archetype. Uh, he's not going to be the first back. He's going to be more of a second complimentary back that will land on a team that has that's only going to give him a chance if the depth chart starts to fail during the season. So those are the things that I noticed with Roshan. I still like him. It all depends on landing spot. If he lands in somewhere like Dallas, like right behind um, what's that's his face perfect. now? Tony Pollard. They're Tony perfect Pollard, combo. thank you. 
Yeah. Perfect, perfect combo. Uh, he's definitely a, a great complimentary piece. And Keep will in the be, great state of Texas. And <laughs> will be um, fantasy relevant. Israel Abikanda, uh, explosiveness. He's my RB9. Uh, super young, too. Very raw at the position. That's what he's, I have uh, He just turned 13. He is actually 20, and I think he will be yeah. 20. All I had like, Roshan as my 9. I had... Chase is my 10. Chase Brown was my 10. I'm still in on Deuce Vaughn. I can't get over him. He's I won't so be fun surprised if Kenny, Ma- Kenny McIntosh doesn't get drafted. Yeah, and I think Deuce Vaughn does. And my and biggest, oh, my biggest guy. All right, so this, this one is going to open your eyes up a little bit. I moved up Evan Hull to RB6. A lot I of mean, people have been moving him up. Yeah. And his downfield vision at the, se- at the second level is is compared to none first ran, one in the gym last one out and right he, he reminds me a every lot single run at the combine yep he reminds me a lot of touchdown. austin eckler the style yeah. of play the yeah. pass catching the agility bigger. the hops bigger, yeah. like the the speed the muscle behind it the i would love if he fell in the nfl draft to the fourth or fifth round he had a great combine he could definitely catch the ball yeah he's a little bit older he's 23 so he gets the knockdown um, but over 1,450 scrimmage yards, guys. Like, that's insane. And also, like, special teams, he's going to dominate as special teams, so he will hit the field sooner than later. He's going to be on the field guy, all the yeah. time. I think he it. could be on the field at all Danny times. Woodhead. He caught Seems like a Patriot to me. <laughs> he caught 55 passes for five over 540 yards yeah. in 2022. Like, oh. this guy can do it. Doug I really think that in my can. head. Patriots. He's gonna he's gonna eat. Oh, if he goes to the Patriots, teams, man. Patriots. He yeah. he's, definitely he's, gonna, he's gonna eat at Stevenson, and they're gonna be, gonna be the new Brandon Bolden. Plus. Oh, they're gonna oh. kill each other. Yeah. Um, going back to my rankings, um, I'll just go Bijan one tier of his own, Gibbs two tier of his own, Charbonnet tier of his own at three, Tank, Chase Brown and Roshan tier four, four through six, uh, seven is Tajay Spears, eight Kendra Miller, nine Abacanda, that's tier five, uh, ten Tucker. 11, A-Chain, 12, Zach Evans at Tier 6, and then Deuce Vaughn, Dwayne McBride, and Evan Hall. But I think Evan Hall needs to move up ahead of Tucker for me. Just probably draft capital. And it's draft fair. capital is going to change all of these. Everything. <laughs> yeah, this is this is pre-draft. Like Things are going to change. Landing spot and, and opportunity is going to change everything for this class. And the class is so deep. That it's I mean, going to take me a couple days like, to rearrange. We still haven't them. even talked about so Mo, like, Mo yeah. Ibrahim is twenty five years old, but he is <laughs> pri- he's probably the best actual peer running back in this class. Like the guy that knows how to run the ball. I will he... I will gladly take fourth round rookie flyers on Mo Ibrahim all day yeah. long. Yeah. All day long. Yeah, he's a he's a doctorate, so you know he's smart because he was in Minnesota <laughs> for seven years. <laughs> I mean, you've been there for 30 years. came out and started. Yeah, so that doesn't really mean anything to me. Yes. I'm going to get out of here because it's snowing and it was 80 degrees a couple days ago. Now it's 30 and there's probably about half a foot on the ground. Get me out of Minnesota. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, Tyler mentioned his ranks. Um, obviously, I have the same thing. Bijan at number one. I do have Charbonnet at two. Slight bump over um, Gibbs at three. Number four, I had Kendra Miller. Who I, who I think is is going to make something happen. Five, I had a Sean Tucker. Six was Evan Hull, as I just mentioned. Seven was Devin A. Chain. I think he still finds a home. Um, eight was Zach Evans. Nine was Roshan Johnson. And you could flip those either way you want. Ten was Chase Brown, who I liked, but he old. 
Uh, and Tank Big ZB 11 and Abanana Condo was my 12. I'm not going to go into my later later picks because you know what? It's just you're going to regret having Tank that low. Ooh. Am I though? Shots fired. From Am the I? Tank. I don't think so because I don't think anybody else is going to be taking him before the end of the second round. I'm going to give you a guy that I liked who's on this list, and I Maybe really, Tyler. I really liked his workout, and I think his tape is pretty good. It was Keaton Mitchell? He's he's fast. Going to be, a, I think he's going to be a really good pass catcher in the next level. But he's small. He's five eight, one seventy nine. But I liked what I saw from Keaton Mitchell, uh, especially at the combine. So he was a guy that got on my radar, radar, my radar, uh, my radio radar. and radar, radio. Combined. I just got it all covered. Um, so any other last words on running backs? Give me like your deep sleeper guy that you're like i'll walk out of these this rookie draft in round five with this guy because i like him deuce vaughn because i can't get over him i think <laughs> like, other people I, are going to be on deuce vaughn. i love i love deuce vaughn so much but you ask him to pass protect that dude is like an ant he's not gonna he's not gonna survive but man he's so he can headbutt explosive. your crotch real fast he's I mean, so explosive fourth round it was evan hole but i think he's starting to climb up the ranks yeah. a little bit so uh maybe Maybe Tajay Sharp, maybe Roshan Johnson. Tajay Sharp. Man. I'm not. I'm not really taking late, late rookie running backs. I'm not. I'm not wasting a fourth round pick on on a running back. Really? Yeah. That that's actually when you should take running backs. And yeah. Avoid wide receivers because the hit rate on receivers is not great. But uh, well, you know, like there, there's honestly there's so many of these guys. These some yeah. of these guys aren't even going to be here next month. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah, hundred percent. There's no there's no Corey Clement here. We don't need to talk about it. Corey Cement. No, there is. That is very true. All right. Before we get out of here, I did want to give a shout out to Manscaped earlier. I briefly mentioned them, but when you use code DHH, you'll save 20% off at checkout. We all know skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is absolutely awesome. Nose and ear trimmer. All the things to make all your areas smell good. Be clean. Be nice and smooth. So check out Manscaped. And while you're on the internet's, James mentioned it earlier when he talked about the prospect film room on the Dynasty Nerds. Check out the Nerd Herd, DHH code, code DHH for 15% off any subscription on there. And the it's getting warmer. We got a little bit of a tease with 80 degree is weather, it, and I'm like, I could use a new t-shirt. Like Verity Global. Is it getting warmer? You son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't have snow. Oh, it was, it was 70 here degrees this here weekend. Today. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So sorry. Play golf today. Take your snow and you can keep it, Tyler. Shove that um, in your snow plow. Yeah. So go on Verdian Global. Check out DHH gear. Whether you're looking for a hat, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, all that stuff. For Doug, this is me. For James, for Tyler, this has been the running back episode. Lots of fun, boys. We'll be back next week with wide receivers slash tight end. So we'll see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. <laughs>